And my message for you to begin this series is entitled, There's Always More. I want to speak to you today from that thought, that there's always more. I want to speak from this story in the scripture. It's found in Mark chapter number 8. It's a great story, verses 22 through 25. The Bible says this. It says, And they came to Bethsaida, and some people brought to him, that's Jesus, and some people brought to Jesus a blind man and begged him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had spit on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he asked him, do you see anything? A little bit of a strange method from Jesus, but he lays his hands on him. And then he says, and he looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking. And then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again. I want you to notice that. Laid his hands on his eyes again, and he opened his eyes. His sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. He saw everything clearly. When I read this story, I'm struck by this thought. I'm struck by this question. What if this man who was blind came to Jesus, and after the first time that Jesus touched him, he walked away? What if after the first time Jesus touched him, he went, man, this is incredible. You know, I can see it's things are kind of blurry. You know, people kind of look like trees. It's a little weird, but hey, listen, that's a whole lot better than being blind. Thanks, Jesus. Catch you later. What if he just would have walked out? I mean, we know the story. So for you and I, we would be like, are you crazy? And we would have chased him down like, no, 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 don't you understand? Like Jesus is waiting here. He has so much more to offer you. And I want to speak today from that question. What if he had walked away? What if he had decided, hey, that was good enough? What if he had settled for being halfway healed and then gone on and not received the rest of what Jesus had for him? Because I want us to understand that with Jesus, there is always more. There's always more that he has for our lives. And as crazy as it sounds that this, somebody would do that, that after the first time Jesus touched them, that he would walk away, that he would say, hey, that's good enough, thanks, that's awesome, I'm good. You know, as crazy as it sounds, in all honesty, it's not that difficult for us to do exactly that in our relationship with God. It's not that difficult for us to get to a place where we grow complacent in our relationship with God. In other words, we quit growing, we quit moving forward. We get to a place maybe where we go, hey man, this is this is good, you know, things are better than they used to, be, used to be, you know, thanks Jesus, awesome, great work, you know, see you later. <laughs> Get to a place, again, maybe where we're complacent, where we just kind of say, oh, that's, that's good. It's really, it's, it's easy to do in our relationship with Jesus. It's easy to do in so many relationships in our life. I know for me, I, I've been married almost three years now. That's not a very long time, but I found this to be true in my marriage and the time that I've been married is that I have to work at keeping the love and the passion going and growing with my wife. It's easy to get to a place when you get busy and life gets crazy and we just had a, a baby not too long ago. She's just over five months old now and things get hectic and things get crazy. You know what I'm saying? You got to work. We have to work at growing in our relationship. It's easy to get to a place maybe where we can kind of just settle and say, hey, this is good enough. Things aren't perfect, but it's good enough. And I have to keep working. I don't want to get to a place in my relationship with my wife where I stop learning to love her better. 
where I stop growing and, and, and loving her more. But we got to work on it. You got to work at keeping the love going and growing. And I'm just saying, like, especially now, you got to work at it because otherwise that baby is the only person in the house that will get attention. <laughs> She's the only one. She's awesome. You know, like, as life goes, and it, it's easy to do in all of our relationships, and it's, it's really easier than we might think in our relationship with God to get to a place where we get complacent and we stop growing and we stop moving. The, the blind man in the story, I suppose he could have focused in on the fact that seeing a blurred image of what was going on around him was so much better than being totally blind. He could have said, this is so much better than the way things used to be. He could have focused so much on the way things were after the first time Jesus touched him that he failed to see how things could be. And it's not that difficult in life to get to a place where we're so focused on the way things are that we aren't able to see the way things could be. The truth is we do this all the time with a lot of things. There's a lot of things that we see in life, a lot of things we find that, that, that we look at and we go, hey man, it can't get any better than this, right? Like this is incredible. This is the best. There's so many examples of things in life that are like this. I remember when I was growing up as a kid and we got our first minivan. The minivan was, I mean, you guys remember back, some of you. Remember back in 1986 when the, the, the minivan came out, you know, rocking that Dodge Caravan, had the wood grain paneling down the side. You know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all still got it. You just, <laughs> just rock it, baby. Just own it, all right? You know, you just drive it. Go on with your, with your bad self. <laughs> you know, it, it, the wood grain paneling, the, the, and it had the sliding door on one side. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, at the time when it came out, it was genius. It was brilliant. It was this new thing. It was innovative. And the, you know what I'm saying? There's people that looked at it and they, man, it can't get any better than this. I remember the minivan getting in it. And, and when you're a kid, it's not so bad. But when you get a little bit older and you're a little bigger, you remember how like, how much you had to like kind of contort your body to move around in the back? You know what I'm saying? Like you'd get in, you had to duck and you had to like slide and then you like twist and you like move. You know what I'm saying? Like I look like I'm doing a horrible dance move right now. But anyway, it's like, you know, anyway, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was crazy. And then, but people looked at the minivan and they're like, it can't get any better than this. This is amazing. Then they came out with the minivan with the sliding door on the other side. <laughs> Remember that? And everybody looked at it and went, why didn't they just do that in the first place? It's something, there are so many things we can get focused on them and think to ourselves, oh man, I can't get any better than this. When the truth is there are some obvious places for improvement. And it's not that difficult to get into exactly that place in our relationship with God where we're so focused maybe on the way things are that we fail to see the way things could be. And today I really want to answer two questions on this topic as we think about this in our relationship with the Lord. I, I want to answer two questions. And the first question is this, how do you know that you're complacent? How do you know that you're complacent? The, the first thing is this, number one is this, you've become challenge proof. How do you know that you've gotten to a place in your relationship with God where you're not really growing anymore, where things aren't really moving forward? You become challenge proof. We get to a place in our lives where we hear the message, we hear the word of God, but we're no longer challenged to change maybe like we used to be. I know there are times in my life where I've kind of hit the pause button on my relationship with Jesus, 
where I'm not really moving forward anymore, where I've, I've just kind of settled for the way things are, again, gotten complacent in, in my relationship with God and, and, and not really moving anywhere or going anywhere. And I know that in those times, I, I hear the word of God, but I'm not challenged like I used to be. Maybe you know those times that I, I've heard the word of God and, and, and you hear that message and, and you kind of think to yourself like, man, like, like that was brutal. Because the word of God just kind of opened you up, just kind of exposed you and just began to speak to your heart and you begin to realize, man, there are some areas of my life that need improvement. There are some things I need to change. The word of God is speaking to you. And I know there's times where I've heard the word of God and I thought, man, that was so difficult to hear. But then it's like, I'm so glad I was there. I'm so glad that God's word is speaking to me and moving in me and challenging me and helping me grow and helping me heal and God is able to work in my heart. But when we get complacent, we get to a place where we're not challenged by the word of God anymore. We don't have that feeling anymore. We hear the word of God, but it doesn't hit us anymore. It doesn't impact us. It's not challenging us any longer. That's one way that we know that we have become complacent. And I can tell you a lot of times what happens in my life when I become complacent and the word of God's not challenging me anymore is what happens is I generally start deciding who should have heard that message. You know, you you hear the sermon, you start to, oh, well, I wish so-and-so was here. I know they they needed to hear that. You know, you're like, I'm going to get them the CD. I'm going to take them the recording. I'm going to be Jesus to them. And I'm going to take that message to them. I know I didn't need that, but I know they need that. It's like all of a sudden our spiritual gift is figuring out who else the sermon was for. And that happens when we kind of, we, we, we get stagnant in our relationship with God. We're not growing. We're not moving. We just kind of settled. We're just kind of trying to, we're just, well, here I am and, and this is it and this is fine. And we get focused on the way things are and we aren't really seeing so much the way things could be. And we can't get to that place in our relationship with God because with Jesus, there is always more. We can't stop after Jesus has done something in our life and just say, hey, that's awesome, man. Maybe things are are better than they were before. No, there's so much more that Jesus has for our lives. We can't get complacent and stay where we are. The Bible says it this way. This is a great verse for us. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 14, the apostle Paul says, I press on to on toward the goal of the prize of the upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. I press on. We've got to keep moving forward. We've got to press on because what Jesus has is worth it. It's worth the effort. It's worth the striving. It's worth pressing on to achieve and to reach and to receive everything that God has. What he's done is amazing, but with Jesus, there's always more. What he's done is great, but we need to keep pressing on for what is best. Because with Jesus, there's so much more that he has for our lives. We can't settle with halfway. How do you know that you've become complacent? It's when you're not challenged by the word of God anymore. Where you hear the message, but we're no longer moved to change. We're no longer moved to allow God to open us up and to speak to us. We become closed off to that and God moving on our hearts. How do you know that you have become complacent? Number one, again, you become challenge proof. Number two, you become an observer you become an observer. And this really is a byproduct of not being challenged anymore. We get to a place where we're no longer really in the game. We're now on the sidelines or sitting in the stand watching others play the game, spiritually speaking. 
We become like this. We become kind of like maybe the star quarterback on the football team that has all of the ability, that has all the talent, that has the, the strength, that has all of those characteristics to be the quarterback of the team, but they're not coachable. They don't listen to anybody. Coach can't help them out. They won't listen. They know everything. Have that attitude. I know more than the coach. I don't need you. All of that. They have all the ability. They have all the talent, but they can't be taught anymore. And what happens is the coach, coach ends up taking them out of the game and putting them on the sideline because now they're hurting the team more than they're helping the team. In spite of all the ability, all the talent, all the gifts that they have inside, they become an observer. They end up watching because when we're not able to be taught anymore, when we're not able to be corrected by the Holy Spirit and by the Word of God as it ministers to our heart and, and teaches us and helps us and molds us, when we push that process away and we aren't allowing God to do that, we end up sitting in the stands rather than being in the game. And can I tell you something today? I believe with all of my heart that what God has given you, that what He has put inside you, your gifts, your abilities, the things that God has given you that make up who you are, the, the unique you. I believe that what God has put in you is too valuable for you and I to be on the sidelines and not in the game. What you have to give to others, to the kingdom of God, to the community around you, it's too good. It's too valuable for us to be observers and just watch what others are doing and watch others be in the game. We've got to get out of the stands and get into the game. We have the school of worship coming up here at People's Church. You can get involved in that if God has gifted you musically and you have some of those talents and abilities. You can get in there and develop them and grow and build them and maybe be used by God with those gifts in a way like never before. You can serve in a ministry. You can be an usher, work in the parking lot, in the greeting team. You can get involved with PC Kids and help us raise up the next generation of kids that love and serve the Lord. You can get involved in epic student ministries and help us raise up students that will be a light on the junior high and high school campuses in this area. You can be a part of what's happening. We don't have to be observers. We don't have to sit in the stands. We can get in the game. And I believe that what you have is valuable enough that we can't wait any longer. That maybe today we need to have a holy moment with God, even right now. We're in our hearts, we kind of pray the prayer and go, God, if that's me, show me. I don't want to be that way. God, if I have grown complacent, if I've kind of hit the pause button on my relationship with you, if I'm not growing anymore, God, help me to see it. To say to God, God, I'm open to be challenged today. I'm open to be changed. We can't sit in the stands. We've got to get in the game. How do you know that you've become complacent? We quit being challenged and we end up becoming observers. And the second question I, I, I want to focus on and look at today is this. How do you get out of being complacent? If we find that we are there in our relationship with God, and again, I have been there too. It happens in our life. It's so easy to get into a place like this. And we need to be shaken, perhaps, by the Word of God today. We need to be moved. We kind of need to be rocked a little bit to, to get out of this place of complacency. But how do you do that? If you're in that place, when we're in that place, how do you get out? Number one is this. The first thing that we have to do if we're in a, a, a place of complacency in our life, number one, we need to break something old. 
We need to break something old. There's been a couple of times that I've been a part of, of doing some demolition, you know, when there's going to be renovation on a building or something, and you're going in and you're tearing out the old walls and all of that stuff, and you're putting it, there's going to be new ones put in and stuff, and there's just something a little bit therapeutic about taking an eight-pound sledgehammer to a wall. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can just take out a few frustrations that way. And, and, and in a way, that's kind of what we need to do spiritually. We need to break down some old walls in our lives so that God can build up some new ones. We need to break old things. Things in our lives. The Bible says it this way in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. It says, Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life. We need to break something old. We need to throw off those old ways that maybe we have gotten caught up in again. I know for me, I've been in a particularly busy season of my life, uh, busy in ministry, a lot of things going on, working during the day, and then working hours during the evening, sometimes on into the night to get things done. We all have particularly busy seasons, and I, I've been in one of those, and on top of that, again, like I said, you know, new baby, adjusting to all of that, and lots of work, and new family responsibilities, and doing all of these things, and then I've been sick on top of it all. You guys, you've been in that moment, too, where it just feels like everything, you know, is kind of going crazy, and I, I noticed that my attitude toward my wife was suffering, and I started, I'd give her real short answers, and I'd cut her off, and I'd get frustrated with her, and I'd I'd get upset with her. Why'd you do this? Why'd you leave this here? Why'd you do these things? And I just noticed, man, my attitude toward my wife was way off base. And I had to go to God and repent. And then I had to go to my wife and apologize. That was something I need to break in my life. That's an old way. That's the old me. But sometimes when we get to a place of this kind of complacency where we quit growing in our relationship with God, we start to kind of slip back into those old ways, those old attitudes. And when we get into that kind of a place, we need to break those old things. That's something I need the, the spirit of God to help break in my life. I had to go again to God and say, God, this isn't right. God, I'm sorry. My attitude here is way out of line. I had to go to my wife and, and ask her forgiveness. And my wife's so amazing. Or she's so awesome. She said, look, I know you've been stressed. I know you've been busy. I know you haven't felt well and all those kinds of things. And I had to say, you know what? I appreciate that, but that doesn't make it okay. It doesn't make it all right for me to be that way. It's something I have to break in my life. And maybe you're in a similar place today. Maybe you've been getting frustrated and relationships are strained and things aren't going well at work and, and things are just getting out of line. And, and, and maybe that's in a way where you are as well today. And I, I want you to understand that in our lives, in our spiritual lives, that small things, little things become big things. You know, that was a little thing. Like, I wasn't going crazy. I'm not yelling and screaming at my wife. Like, I didn't, I didn't go all Bobby Knight and throw a chair across the room or something, you know? Like, it wasn't like that. Like, I'm not yelling and screaming. I'm not going crazy. It was a small thing. But in our lives, small things become big things. Because I want us to understand that spiritually speaking, we're always moving. We really can't, in terms of our lives spiritually, get into a place where we just stay right where we are for any real length of time. We're always moving. We're always taking steps forward or we're taking steps backward. Might be little steps forward, might be little steps backward, but we're always moving. 
We're always going in one direction. And, and we need to understand this in our lives because the small things will become big things. When things get out of line in our lives and, and, and maybe we're in that place of complacency and in that spot in our lives and, and things aren't going well, it, it starts with the little things. We skip a month on our tithe. And we go, oh, it's just one month. You know, I'll just, I'll just skip that. No big deal. You know, no big thing. Oh, I just skipped that. And then before you know it, we skipped multiple months. Then before you know it, we're not really tithing at all. We're just putting a little something in the offering here and there. And then before you know it, maybe we're not really putting anything in at all. Because the small thing became a big thing. It can happen in our, our attendance in God's house. We're a regular attender. We're there faithfully. And then we just, well, I just missed a couple here and, 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 you know, a couple there. And then before you know it, we're really not coming regularly, just maybe a couple of times a month. And then before you know it, it's just the odd Sunday here and there. And then it's just on holidays. And, and then maybe not at all because the small things will become big things. Because in our lives, spiritually speaking, we are always moving. And what Jesus has to offer us is so powerful. It's so amazing. It's so incredible. We can't get to a place in our life where we hit the pause button, where we say, hey, that's awesome. That was good. Thanks so much, Jesus. I'm out. We can't check out on what Jesus is doing in our lives because there's always more. No matter how amazing what he has done has been, of all the incredible things that maybe he's accomplished in your life, there is more. I want us to see that. We have to understand this. We need to press on. If we are in that complacency, we need to be shaken and we need to break some old things because we're always moving. If we have stopped growing in our relationship with God, then it won't be very long before we start taking small steps backward. And maybe it's just an attitude that's out of line and maybe it's just some things that need those adjustments but they need to be made and get back on track because what Jesus has in store for you is too good to miss out on what we've experienced might be good but there's so much more to get what to what is best that he has for our lives we've got to press on so what do you do when you're in a place of complacency in your life number one you break something old number two is this start something new Break something old and then start something new. We got to get something new going in our relationship with God. And I can tell you this, that in my life, my experience, what I find is the times that I become complacent, the moments where I start taking little steps backward and my attitude's out of line and things like that, most often the reason that happens, the reason I, I, I stop growing and stop moving in my relationship with God and, and start taking little steps backwards from that complacency is because I'm not spending time with God every day. It's because I get lazy about being in God's word consistently. I get lazy about connecting with God in prayer. In the midst of maybe everything that's going on, sometimes the one thing we cut out is that prayer. We cut out that time with God. We go, oh, I don't have time for this. And, 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 and basically, the, then everything starts to get out of line. Things start to go in the wrong direction. And, and it's not very long in my life, in my experience, when, when I get lazy about connecting with God, it's not very long before I start focusing so much on the way things are that I can't see anymore the way things could be we get to a place spiritually speaking very quickly where we got an 86 minivan that we're driving around like it's the greatest thing ever spiritually speaking we're going like i've arrived baby like this this is it can't get any better than this because we're complacent we're so focused on the way things are that we can't see that there are some obvious places for improvement 
that God has so much more in store for our lives. The Bible says it this way. We read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. I want to read that again along with the next two verses, 23 and 24. The Bible says, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. I need the Holy Spirit to renew my thoughts and attitudes. Because as I was saying, my attitude gets out of line very easily if if I'm not connecting with God consistently, if I'm not allowing the Holy Spirit to work in my heart and my life, things get out of line very quickly. When I'm lazy about having time with God every day, the Holy Spirit loses that opportunity in my life to renew my thoughts and to renew my attitude. And can I tell you this, before my attitude got bad with my wife, my attitude got bad with Jesus. It starts with my relationship with him. When things aren't right there, it affects everything else in my life. It happens when we lose our center point in life, which is Jesus. You know, again, I, I, I said we have a little baby girl who's just over five months. Her name is Jadis Elizabeth, and she is beautiful and amazing. And she just went through that unbelievably adorable phase where she's learning to hold her head up. You guys know, I mean, when babies are born, it's like, you know what I mean? And then there's that, that cute phase where they can kind of hold their head up, but they can't hold it steady. And, you know, she's like, you know, like she's constantly making these little adjustments to try to find that center balance point. You know what I mean? And as funny as it may sound, in all reality, that's what we need to do in our walk with God. We need to make little consistent adjustments to find our center point with Jesus Christ. We need this adjustment every single day. We need the little things. It may sound like a little thing to have a time in God's word and to have a time of prayer every day, but little things, small things, become big things. It works in both directions. When we are doing little steps backward, it turns into big step backward. But when we take little steps forward with God and the work of the Holy Spirit, the small things become big things. The little steps become big steps. As we grow in our relationship with God, it impacts and affects everything else in our lives. We need the Spirit of God on a daily basis to renew us, to correct us, to make those little adjustments, to bring us back to the center balance point of our life, which is our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We need him at work in our lives. But if we don't have a consistent connection with God every day, and that's something maybe we need to start new. That's the new thing is we need to, it may be something we've done before and gotten away with, away from, but whatever, we need to get back to having that conversation with God every day where he speaks to us through his word and we speak back to him in prayer. We need that daily conversation with God. And the problem is for many of us, we kind of, in a way, if, if you will, we've kind of invited Jesus over to the house like a family member, like to the family reunion. But then once he gets there, we treat him like, like that crazy relative that we try to avoid. You know, you got that weird cousin that's like always talking nonsense and you try to avoid him, you know what I mean? Like, like you got that crazy Aunt Mabel. 
You know, like she shows up, you don't even have to see her to know she's there. You're just like, Aunt Mabel, hide. Get that weird person. You know, it's that person, you know, at the family reunion, you try to let them sit down first at the dinner table so that you can pick a seat as far away as possible so you don't run the risk of, of having to have a conversation with them because you know it's going to be crazy. And in a sense, sometimes that's just how we treat Jesus. It's like we've invited him over to the house, but then we don't talk to him. We brought Jesus in. He's a part of the family. But then we treat him like crazy Aunt Mabel. We never talk to him. When we don't have a daily time, a daily conversation with God, it's like inviting Jesus into the house and then avoiding him. Like we don't want to have too much of a relationship with Jesus. And we desperately need to have a connection with Jesus every single day because Jesus and our relationship with him is the most important thing in our lives. And our relationship with him affects everything else that we do. It affects everything about us. It affects all of our relationships, our relationship with the person that we're dating, our spouse, our family, our kids, workplace, everything that we do at school. It affects the direction of our life. It affects our motivations. It affects our desires. Jesus and our relationship with him affects everything. That's why we can't afford to invite Jesus over to the house and then treat him like a crazy relative. We've got to work on having a relationship with Jesus every day, moving forward, pressing on, because with Jesus, there is always more. No matter what he has done for you, there is always more that he has in store. And it's too good, it's too amazing for us to be touched by Jesus and see a blurry image of the world around us when Jesus is standing right there and is ready to touch us again and help us see clearly. We need to press on and allow Jesus to touch our lives each and every day that his spirit could renew us inside change our thoughts change our attitudes bring things in line when things with Jesus are healthy things with everybody else get healthier because God is working in our heart and working in our lives things don't become perfect overnight it's a process but if we continue that process with Jesus every day small things will become big things and God will do miracles of healing and deliverance and restoration and provision. God will do incredible things in our lives, but we can't get complacent. We can't settle for the way things are and not the way things could be. We can't do it as individuals. We can't do it as a church. Here at People's Church, we can't look around and go, man, look at all the changed lives. God, this is awesome. Thanks so much. It's been real. We'll see you. No, we've got to keep on going. We've got to keep doing everything we can because there's so many more people out there who have never experienced the power of what Jesus has to offer. We've got to keep moving forward and pressing on. Each and every one of us, collectively as a church, we've got to press on for everything Jesus has. We can't be challenge-proof. We can't get to a place where the word of God doesn't hit us anymore and speak to us anymore and correct us anymore. We've got to be open to God speaking to us and moving in us and changing us. We've got to be shaken by the word of God to get out of the stands and get into the game because what Jesus offers is too good. Break something old. Allow the spirit of God to renew you every day. Start something new Get into a powerful connection with God every single day because what Jesus has in store for you is too good. It's too awesome. 
It's too great. With Jesus, there's always more. Let's pray.